0: Live with the best father and son team on the internet. It's time for Homie and the Dude. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Homie and the Dude, the father and son MMA and TTRPG team. We are so excited for this end of year podcast what we call the MetaCast, as we have done the last couple of years you notice know, things are a little bit different we're not dressed in our christmas jumpers we are we don't have a list of things to talk we about. don't have a list of things <laughs> to talk about this is going to be a fun one guys so first of all we're going to do a quick recap of 2023 talk about the various ups and downs that we've gone through and just do a little recap of 2023 for hat d as a whole um, and then we are going to uh, enter into a new kind of era, uh, section of topicing, a new a new kind of uh, stuff for us to discuss. I recently saw a podcast um, called the Man Enough Podcast. It's a uh, it's a super awesome podcast where two gentlemen uh, have very open and vulnerable conversations mm. with one another, and they did an amazing show that I really really enjoyed. And Tom and I are very communicative people. We talk to people a lot and i wanted to see if we could do something very similar so we're going to try and have after we've done our year recap a very vulnerable very vulnerable very open conversation with one another about our feelings towards one another some stuff we need to work on and things like that but we'll come to that when we get there first of all let's talk about 2023 let's look back on 2023 let's look back on where it all started let's talk about let's get into like january and the early part yeah. of the year we were uh, we're dealing with the ogl stuff It was all the OGL stuff, and we were freaking out over at Homie and the Dude.
1: Yeah, we were. We were uh, thinking of launching our Sky Zephyr's Kickstarter when in February, originally. Yeah. And then we kept pushing it. um, For different reasons, we kept pushing it and pushing it. But the OGL was certainly, yeah, it was um, existential for us. We were like, shit, this could be it. Like, if the OGL, if they really, really, you know, do what they say they're going to do, where do we go? What do we do?
0: If, if they really cut ties with cre- if third-party creators, then yeah, where does Homie and the Dude go? We started looking at other systems. We started actually at that point branching out and playing other systems because at that point we'd only played D and D and we'd only experienced D and D in terms of TTRPGs. And then we started branching out and playing some other ones and testing our yeah. kind of um, our, our leather at some other stuff.
1: Just checking our options. We hadn't monetized anything at that point, really. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd done little bits and pieces here and there, but we really were hanging our hats on that first Kickstarter. Yeah. And so, when that whole thing went down in January, we we're like,
0: "What now?" We and, we, and we were deep in Sky's efforts at that point. We were deep in writing the supplement. We were deep in, you know, getting art done. We were deep in like starting marketing mm-hmm. and starting to promote it and you know get it out to the public eye. And we were. We were fucking deep at that point. It was, it was, yeah. you know, when when the OGL stuff came out, it, it really threw a shock to our system.
1: You know what I what I learned from that whole thing before we mm-hmm. move on is, um, you and I took the approach of, look, let's let's just wait and see how this whole thing shakes out. Mm-hmm. And I think behind the scenes, you and I were like, fuck Sue? Yeah, this was this was like a huge, huge like injustice, injustice. To the com- yeah. community. And what I learned is we should have been outspoken we yeah we need to step up more and 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 be um, leaders in the community Be leaders in the community because i think you know it was a very very like we've been doing stuff for two years and we just needed to make some money so there was there were some things that we we were considering but i think in retrospect people like mike shea like the shorts like they led the the charge like uh the the lady dungeon master dave dungeon master dave linda mcd what is it mcdm uh, Matt Koval's whole thing yeah so Paizo Paizo yeah it was it was it was a moment that uh if we well if it comes up again I feel we need to stand up
0: and just be like okay this is what we feel about this stuff and I agree I think we didn't want to piss anyone off we were worried that you know someone might come for us legally and at the time we just didn't have the money or or the time to try and deal with anything like that so yeah. I think we were just afraid and I think you know yeah, you're, you're right. I think we made a mistake there, and I mm. think we can we, we will do better yeah. next time. And I think that's something we'll, we'll definitely do better. But what it did lead to, actually, which was my favorite video series that we've ever made here mm. at Homey and the Dude, which was while we were testing out new TTRPGs, we tried out the Magpie Games Avatar uh, The Last Airbender um, system that they had brought out uh, that was powered by the Apocalypse um and uh and though the system we found was um a bit clunky to be honest with you yeah, it's not one of my favorites it had very little rules for combat and lots of rules for socializing which was a weird contrast <laughs> to DD. um and was super super interesting i think the video series was
1: it's my your favorite
0: story that we've ever told yet it had so much depth um it was you know we, we told the story of Um, the inciting incident of the hundred year war in the avatar world, which for anyone who knows what that is, that was the, um, fire nation invading and massacring the four air temples across Mm. the, the land, uh, the lands in avatar, um, and kind of trying to eradicate the airbenders because they knew that the next avatar was going to be an airbender. And, um, I'm just really really proud of how we went about it I thought the concept of starting with this beautiful wedding like starting on such a high mm. in the sh- in the show and us like kind of the first episode kind of lures people into a full sense of security um, by the way guys there will be spoilers I'm gonna just give some spoilers um, so if you if you if you want to watch the series so maybe skip over this bit where we're talking about avatar and, and and go watch the series and then come back
2: before
1: you do that like are you gonna go on spoilers right now Oh no, good gun. I was just gonna say, like, before you go into like a little bit of the the, the plot and everything, you know how in the past you and I have been like with certain of our favorite movies, that movie was perfect. Like the story arc was just perfect with it. You know, I I think of like, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, Academy Award movies. Like we think that of that of um, Wedding Crashers. We think of that of some like. You know, old school Will Ferrell movies that are just like there's just a a perfect arc there.
0: That's that's. I mean, Kill Bill, Kill I mean Bill, her, you know, yeah. like um, what well, like Forrest Gump? Yeah, those are yeah. a couple of Academy yeah. Award-winning movies. But you know, those are movies. You know, Spirited Away. Yeah. Um. You know, movies that really I feel like meant something to us. Our Avatar series was was as close to that as we've ever come. I fully agree with you. I think it was the most well-rounded plot we've, yeah. we've kind of had. And so we started on such a high with, you know, this wedding and how beautiful that was. And then, you know, by the end of the episode, everything is a shit show, you know, the Fire Nation have arrived and interrupted this mm-hmm. beautiful wedding, this super beautiful moment that was already like high emotion, but it was like positive high emotion, mm-hmm. of like feeling, you know, a type of way about this beautiful wedding mm-hmm. kind of happening. And then, um, and then from there, you guys just dealt with it really, really well. I think you know we we had you know the next episode was you guys you know kind of escaping your temple and, and leaving your temple and dealing with the, the the initial fallout of being part of one of these massacres. Yeah. And then, um, you know, very Kill Bill-esque in the the wedding massacre kind of going on. Yeah. And then, we the the next episode was about you guys actually having a moment to breathe because you know the first one was you guys just escaping and trying to just survive as 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 this shit is going on and uh, sorry the second one was you guys just trying to escape and survive where the third episode was like we have a breather where we're traveling to go warn the other air temple and you guys had a moment to breathe and communicate with each other and talk about stuff express frustrations express sadness and it was a very like hard episode yeah we'd all lost family members it was uh just it was almost like uh, the
1: aftershock, the trauma. It was almost like the PTSD of like, whoa, what, like what? What just happened? What just happened?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and so we we told that one, and then the final episode was this amazing stand, the final stand at the Eastern Air Temple, which for anyone who knows Avatar lore, that is where the final stand of the Airbenders was. Um, back then, before the Air Temples were rebuilt on the Korra timeline, um, but. Uh, it was this beautiful final stand and I, we discussed beforehand, you know, a lot of people don't like this, but we discussed beforehand, we knew that all the players were going to die. We knew that every person was going to die. We were going to have a full party TPK. We Mm. knew that everyone was going to die. And we tried to really kind of construct these beautiful moments that gave each player a death moment that felt like we'd done that player honor, like Mm. we'd done that player justice. So Tracy's character and Ben's character had this beautiful like we're just gonna fight to the death in this hallway protecting um, this person who had information. Uh, it was Nuon Beifong, who is an ancestor, who is a character we made, who is an ancestor to Toph Beifong, who is the one of the like uh, one of the group of friends in the Avatar series who teaches Aang how to earthbend, uh, the little blind girl, and it was one of her ancestors, and they defended her so she could escape and bring information to the White Lotus about Aang. Mm. and that being picture alive. of that is they're you know they're defending
1: against four six 10 20 yeah 50 and it's just like oh it's not it's not gonna
0: it's over yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And so and
0: they knew and and we had this beautiful last moment we didn't describe them dying there was no moment of actual death we just had their final like attack and it was beautiful and I think Tracy did a great job describing the emotions of her character in that moment ben played so beautifully saying goodbye to his newlywed bride who he's only had like three or four days being married to because Mm. of the massacre but he had this beautiful just moment of like knowing that he is saying goodbye to like the love of his life and he's like sacrificing himself to save her and that was just so fucking emotional it was so fucking heavy um and then i think for me dude your ending was by far my favorite Mm. I think, you know, Tom's character, Tom played a firebender who had um emigrated from the Fire Nation mm. as a young person and had moved to the Air Temple with his mother um as at, at a very young age. And um they had kind of been living the airbender, air temple lifestyle for about fifteen, twenty years of your life. Um and And you just, you battling your own father, who was one of the generals leading this massacre on the Eastern Air Temple, and you battling your dad and having this moment, this ending where you could decide to kill him or do the best thing for the moment, which was destroy the first airship that had been built. It was the first one. It was the only one in their armada at the time. You know, obviously later down the timeline of Avatar, they build many more airships, but... You destroyed this airship and chose not to kill your dad, and you almost took this high ground that almost was incomprehensible to him, mm. um, and and was this like beautiful moment. Not to mention again, like we laced so much Avatar lore in this. So Tom's character actually redirects lightning and directs it at the airship because his dad hits him with a lightning bolt, um, and he redirects the lightning. And him redirecting lightning is something that he that Tom did before General Iroh had even learned how to do it. And, you know, in in the actual Avatar show, Iroh is the one who is one of the only people that can do it, and he teaches Zuko how to do it. But it comes from a bending technique that Mm. he learned how to do. And I think just lacing that moment of you actually being the first person to ever redirect lightning, to use it for good and not to fall to your own devices of killing your father who you hated and who was causing all this harm and dismay, Mm. it was just such a beautiful moment. And for me it was just fucking powerful. It yeah. was so powerful.
1: I I actually liked the moment, uh, the epilogue after that. And I you know, I it, it, here's what I would say. I would say if there's one episode of podcasts, um, actual plays, anything that we've ever done over the last couple of years, that's the
0: one. That last episode. Yeah. I agree. It, I, like, I fully it agree. Chokes me up just thinking about like that. That yeah this bit was the ending yeah for me it was hard to get that last bit out i really struggled because the the story of nuan beifong Toff's ancestor who all of these guys sacrificed themselves to save nuan mm-hmm. and have her leave and have her you know continue on their legacy um for me was just it was a really hard thing to try and actually convey in that epilogue because and i had different moments i had her pregnant with her child that the team didn't know that she was pregnant yeah. at the time. None of you knew that she was pregnant at the time. And I did like a little fast forward to her delivering the information to the White Lotus that Aang was alive and they need to go find him. And her being pregnant at that time. And I think that hit everyone, everyone was like, Oh my God, she was pregnant this whole time. And we like, we so mm. did the right thing to save her. Yeah. Then fast forward to years later, She's this legendary person, this legendary mm. figure of the rebellion against mm. the Fire Nation who has been, you know, there's stories about her that haven't been, that we haven't told you yet, that I would love to go back and tell the story mm. of Nuon um, after post, um, post all of the stuff that happened with the Airbenders. But she's this legend who now has a new husband mm. and a, a family, her son that was Ben's child. As well as also a new daughter with her new husband. Mm. And she's in this moment where she's like, It's been 10 years. I need to go pay homage to these people who mm. defended me. And she goes back to the Eastern Temple and just has this real sad moment of seeing your corpse mm. still there, going in and like burying Tracy yeah. and Ben's corpses and, mm. and, and, and like, and dealing with just all this emotion and just this pain of of what she left behind and what you guys sacrificed for her. And that epilogue was hard for me. I really, like, yeah, I'm, not sure if you, I'm not sure if you remember. I was just, I like, remember. struggling to get through that thing, to talk my way through it. It's it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking all over the place. It was heartbreaking of her taking on a new husband after truly loving Ben. It was heartbreaking her having two children that were both, like, Mom, like, don't go. Like, I want to come with you. Mm. It was heartbreaking, you know, her going back to the place of, These mass, this massacre that happened and it was just great. But I think, and and we ended the whole story with um, years down the line, Toth walking through her house and seeing a photo on, um, God, it chokes me up a little bit.
1: (laughs) the mantelpiece. Yeah, Yeah,
0: a photo on the mantelpiece of her great ancestor Nuon Beifong with Ben's scarf. Because Ben had a a marital scarf that he wore yeah. that he gave to her. Such whims, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it, it was it was such a beautiful such a beautiful way to end it. And I think that is it was the moment we, we told the story of, um, of Toff after Aang had asked her to come and help him. Mm. Her struggling to decide whether she wanted to go and help Ang, and mm. what made her decide was looking at the photo of her ancestor Nuon, mm. and wanting to go out and and help ang at the time at the 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 plot line of avatar the last airbender so it, it was, was just a, a beautiful piece of history it was a forgotten heroes forgotten heroes a tale of forgotten heroes a tale of loss a tale of love a tale of friendship between you and ben and tracy and ben Mm. and um crazy courage crazy courage just like just power just mm. power in yeah. ways that i think are lost and power you know you say we're wimps but i would say powers in the emotion powers oh, in the, just, <laughs> the vulnerability and the weakness <laughs> how, how far are we into this we're into this fight. 16
1: like, minutes 16 minutes into it, we haven't even gotten into the bit where we're, we're both like oh it's gonna get a bit, a bit emotional
0: <laughs> um so you know that was and i'm just, so for the ogl bit for the beginning of the year i'm so glad that we Got to do that show. I'm yeah. so glad that we did that, and I will forever through everything that we create at Homie and the Dude be so proud of that mm-hmm. show. And and I'm excited for us to revisit either those characters in a prequel, which we've talked about doing a prequel to those characters when you know way before the the Fire Nation attacked. We talked about doing a sequel with Nuon being one of the characters that you guys play, mm-hmm. and doing a sequel with different characters. I would love to revisit that world. Yeah. I'd love to revisit those characters.
1: I would too, but with a little bit of trepidation that we don't
0: capture the magic again and we don't mm. have a, as good of a story. You know how like that's sequels, almost, Hollywood sequels just... That's almost why I would rather not do a prequel and would rather do a sequel because mm. we can do something fresh and new. New Keep, characters. You know, have Nuon come in who was a character I played and give her to one of you guys to yeah. play and then have new characters and think a new so. plot. I think we would probably want to do a sequel as opposed to a prequel. Yeah. Um, just because it would be something new and, 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 and things like that. So I think that'd be really fun at some point. I think we've got to find time to do that, but I'd really love to do that. We may we may sync that up with the new Avatar
1: actual actual play. Uh, the live action. Live action. Yeah, that'd out. be very
0: cool. Yeah. I'd love to do it's that. It's coming out possibly end of this year or this coming year. End of, of 2024. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, so. uh, yeah I'm, I'm down as well. Um, so then from there, we moved. The OGL stuff kind of settled. What's he apologized? They, you know, released. Okay. They released the, uh, the SDR and the, the Creative Commons license yeah. and uh, and and kept the OGL, updated it to make it even more open and free for people.
2: Yeah,
0: um, which we were super relieved about. And at that point, it was hell for leather. We got to get Zephyrs done and ready to to release it. Um, at that point, homie and the Dude went through a very hard time. Um, when April April through to um, June was a hard time because um you know we we have us we have a staff, we have a, a group of people who work with us at Homie and the Dude. Um we had two artists and uh and an editor um who worked with us at that time. And uh based on the fact that you know we we have a budget and an amount of money that we can pay people and, and stuff that we were doing. Uh so along right alongside writing Sky Zippers and prepping for that and building out the shipbuilding website and just building out all this stuff we had to tell three of our employees that it was likely that we weren't going to be able to keep them on, Mm. um, through that time. And so we had a really hard time saying goodbye to some of our employees and and some people that we really, really cared about and people who brought a lot to homie and the dude who brought not only their energy and their enthusiasm, their work ethic, their drive, but also content and quality, you know, art, quality editing, you know, and yeah well the stuff and that was super super hard for us how how, how was that for you because I know for me it was it was rough it yeah. was super rough yeah it's all yeah it, it was hard
1: um i mean and the thing is like we've spoken to eat, like they're all still in our facebook group chat they're still in our discord, so they all you know are i wouldn't say like on a daily basis but on a fairly regular basis they'll swing by and just you know share what they're doing how they're how they're progressing their own lives and their own careers and everything um but yeah, it feels you know, sometimes learning a business is hard and that's, um, saying, starting a new business. Yeah, yeah. Saying, you know, goodbye to key initial people that, that had a real, you know, their fingerprints are on a yeah. lot of stuff that we've done. Yeah. We
2: had
0: to prioritize some stuff and that, yeah. was, that was a very hard decision to make. Um, around that time as well. Um, I was feeling really pressed to get Sky Zephyrs done. We were starting to, we pushed it back, you know, April, May, June july and then we were like right august is when we're gonna like we yeah. can't go any further back than august or else we just can't even keep the doors of homie and the dude open and it goes back to just being truly a passion project that you and i would work on in our spare time as yeah. opposed to any sort of day-to-day yeah. kind of work with a team and- yeah with a team and all that kind of stuff so i was feeling a lot of pressure at that point to get sky's efforts done mm-hmm. and to to make it good to mm-hmm. make it you know a viable thing um mm-hmm. And it, we, was, it was a big unknown. Like, yeah, know, super unknown. And we fucked up. We fucked up so many things leading up to the Kickstarter. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I think the,
0: all of it was unknown. Like, writing
1: a first D&D supplement was an unknown. Yeah. Marketing was an unknown.
0: You know, all of it. Like The process know. of how to how to do the writing, how to do the marketing, how to plan for a Kickstarter, how to lay out a Kickstarter page. Yeah. You know, everything was difficult. Think,
1: you know, we did pretty good. <coughs> Me. We may have been able to do it a little bit better, but we reached out to a lot of people and mm. we like, "Look, you guys have done kickstarters before, yeah. or you've done marketing before. Yeah, help us. Can you just yeah share? You know what what has gone well for you and those types of things. And I think yeah, we learned a bit along the way, and um, we've been trying to carry that forward with you know
0: what stuff we're working on right now. Hundred um, percent. And so August came. The August date, came. The date came. Yeah. And uh, and that was a cool day. And we were ready. We had a great time on the date that we launched the Kickstarter. We ran a live stream, which I think we'll probably do for every Kickstarter that we do. We'll probably have a launch live stream. Yeah. And it comes with a lot of risk because you're either going to watch your campaign flop in the first first six to eight hours or you're going to see it succeed. And we were lucky to see our campaign do very well. But simply because we had put in a lot of work into marketing, we put a lot of Mm. work into you know, getting the word out there, and you know, um, I'm not sure how this next Kickstarter is going to go because we've we've had far less time to yeah. to to put that work in marketing and things like that. But um, but we had a very fun live stream. We had a bunch of guests on. That was that
1: was a cool bit. Like we had a lot of our homies that we have just gotten to know through just being in the TTRPG community. So it was a combination of of really good friends that we've developed over the course of the last couple of years, almost just like as a um, just as an acknowledgement of our friendship to them, and but also we had some very important contributing people that were part of the you know the the Kickstarter. We had our our central artist that did a lot of the Kickstarter artwork for Sky's efforts. We had um, basically our central you know person that laid out and did a lot of the um, different aspects of the book layout, the Kickstarter page layout, all that stuff, um, and then just really. Enjoyed the time with friends, you know, around the table, but also virtually. It was really
0: cool. Yeah, it was really nice. And, uh, Kickstarter started off well, um, got off to a good launch. Um, (laughs) And and then then then, then flatline for like three days. And And then we opened up into a space which was contacting, um, other content creators and asking them to help us with promotion because they had bigger audiences and that really helped us. Yeah. Um, and then we came towards the end and towards the end of the Kickstarter, uh, by the way, during that time, our whole team was working flat out. I'm continuing to finish writing the book, continuing to finish the layout and bits of bulbs like that for the version one of the PDF. We're making sure that, you know, all of the fulfillment stuff is going to work. We're making sure that, you know, that the Kickstarter updates are being done, that we're responding to comments, you know, that we're still doing marketing and all this kind of stuff. So... We were flat out through yeah. August and and a good portion of September as well. Um, Kickstarter ended um, in the second week of September first. Yeah, second week because yeah. it was the fourteenth, was wasn't it? Fourteenth, fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. um, and um, that was a fucking relief to say the least. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I was so glad to just be done with what felt like an enormous weight and like pressure and fear and stuff on yeah, our shoulders. I could, I could feel it with you. You were although. Like, it was our first
1: Kickstarter, and looking back on it, not just that we, you know, hit our goal and superseded our goal and opened up stretch goals and all this other stuff. We learned a lot, and I looked at it as, I think, at that point, I don't know where you are Mm -hmm. today, but I looked at it at that point as, like, a real success for us, a new business. We didn't, you know, we didn't make critical role or, you know, Matt Matt DL or and monkey dm
0: numbers D shorts yeah numbers but we you know we did okay we did okay we and did enough to keep the doors open to our next kickstarter we did enough to keep homie and the dude the employees that we had at the time we did enough to just get us through yeah. basically yeah yeah um and shout out to everyone who backed sky's efforts shout yeah. out to everyone who took the time to back and support sky's efforts and take time to you know listen to what tom and i created you know spend any amount of time being interested or caring about Sky Zephyrs. you know it meant the world to us that anyone even listened like i think you know there was we had 800 or so backers for our first kickstarter and i think that was just something that we i don't know like that felt kind of crazy it felt kind of wild you know and it felt it felt like um times are tough man people are like you know having to um, Inflation's going up.
1: Yeah, fucking people, shit's
0: hard at the moment.
1: Yeah, backing uh, backing something that they hadn't seen before. They we didn't have a track record. You know, those yeah. are, they took a leap of faith for us. So yeah, forever like grateful for that. This first group of people that yeah took a chance with us and you know built out our Discord. We have a big community of those folks in our Discord and um, and you know hope to continue to develop our friendships with them and prove ourselves as content creators and continue to give them things
0: that they love and appreciate and and enjoy playing and all of that that's totally behind it all totally you know we we made sky zephyrs because i needed sky zephyrs because watsy had dropped the ball on all vehicle combat ever Mm. and so we made sky zephyrs because i needed it and in turn the community needed it so you know we've, we've always said that was our love song to the ttrpg community and, you know, we, we really hope that with version two, people will love the product that we've got. Um, you know, I'm sure down the line we will rewrite, um, make a version three or, you know, make a one D and D version mm. or, you know, you know, revamp it, like look at it again, see what we could change, see what we could make better down the line. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be done with it. Um, mm. it's been almost, it's been almost a full year, like going into January, it will have been over a year mm. for me in terms of writing. Um, yeah. you know and we're, we're we're we finished writing version two we're now doing the final edits and layout of version two um that we'll be releasing in early January, which is a little bit later than we were hoping to but we've had some illness and various other little hiccups for the hat d team um but yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm ready to move on and bring something else to the to the table um and you know interestingly my Section of it will be more focused on video going forward, and our, our video content. We we have Emily who will be stepping in with a lot of the writing stuff. Um, mm. She's an incredibly creative person who you know is um, coming up with a lot of the stuff herself. Though I'm still kind of creatively leading the project mm. and, and and giving her guidance because she's you know like me, new to writing D and D content and whatnot. So. I'm excited to see what she brings to the table and, and, and what content she brings under kind of my guidance and what we can kind of bring to you guys, you know, with the wandering tavern mm. setting that we're working on, um, which is a, a, for people who don't know, it's a giant floating airship uh, setting that you can plug into your world, or it can be the entire world setting. Mm. If you want the, the entire setting itself, um, it's a TTRP. It's, it's, it's a, setting that is aimed at dd 5e but really it's a ttrpg agnostic setting that can be plugged into any world is and that's a big part of what we were hoping for you'll find um a 16 no sorry a 14 layer battle map that gives you every floor of the wandering tavern this giant city like structure that exists you've got every floor of that um, You'll also be getting history and lore. You'll be getting key locations, so breaking down all those battle maps and giving you information about all the key locations. Um, You'll also be getting a huge, like probably 30, I think, NPCs Mm. um, that you can find in the Wandering Tavern or use for other things that you so please to, as well as uh, a good chunk of magical items um, and some new airships and stations and parts to use in our shipbuilder. Um, application as well as also just use in your own games. Um, some new airships for people to use. Um, so we're super excited about that. Mm. Super super. And it's a it's a grungy Studio Ghibli style setting. That's what inspired us. That's where we've come. You know, imagine the DC of Studio Ghibli. Mm. <laughs> you know the 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 Gotham of Studio Ghibli yeah. kind of kind of vibe. Um, so we're super super excited about that. And, uh, and we'd love people to, you know, follow the pre-launch page, but also in the same breath, like just check it out, see if it's something you'd be interested in. It's almost like Hal's moving castle, but a giant floating yeah. airship that you can put in your world. Yeah. Um, you know, we're super, super proud of that. So it's the next, right? Yeah. It's the next. So we finished the Kickstarter and we have a big family incident happen. We have mm-hmm. a big family incident that rocks the homie and the dude family massively. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner. Uh, my fiance. First of all, I get engaged, which was a big one for us as a In family. September, yeah. yeah, Which these guys, everyone knew except you. Everyone <laughs> knew except for me. I got proposed to by my partner, um, which was amazing, um, and uh, and I felt very. It, it was the best day of my life mm. by far. 25 years, and that easily smashed every day out prior to that one, <laughs> um, and uh, that was incredible. Um, and then after that, we had a big family incident that happened that kind of shook Tom, me, Tracy, my partner, um, her family kind of to the core and really fucked me up really bad for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some illness hit me and some other bits and just dragged me really down into the dumps and, and, and put me in a really bad mental headspace, Um, and really just hurt me as a person that I wasn't expecting and, and kind of, Hit some mortality stuff for me, um, both with people around me and within myself. Uh, made me feel a whole lot less invincible than I felt for a very long time in my life. Um, and uh, and so we struggled through the end of September and through the end of October, through all of October, and through a good portion of November. We had a, a struggle, I think. I wasn't as present. I mm-hmm. wasn't as available to the team and to, to homie and the dude. I was... You know, obviously, I was getting Sky Zephyrs done and I was writing version two and, you know, ticking the boxes that I needed to tick, but I don't think I was mentally there for yeah. a good couple of months. I think I was just kind of um, doing what I needed to do to make sure that the wheel was turning, at, at, you know, at a high quality. Don't get me wrong, I don't drop quality because I'm, I'm like that, but I just wasn't there mentally to, to give my emotions mm. to, to anything that we were doing really at that point. Yeah, it was
1: uh, you know, it was it was tough I think all the way across the board and give credit to to Ben and Emily for Yeah. You know, kinda of holding down the, the fort while carrying the weight. Carrying the weight, you know, grinding through the day to day. Emily doing a lot of the writing for the Wandering Tavern, Ben doing, doing just about anything the else. Fulfillment,
0: all yeah. of the fulfillment, all yeah. of the fucking social media stuff for us at that point.
1: Yeah. So it was it was a good uh, time for them to you know, to carry, to do the heavy lifting for a while. Really appreciate that. And and then we kind of transitioned, you know, along, you know, so all, along all the TTRPG stuff that's happening, we'll probably want to catch up maybe briefly on just what was going on with our MMA stuff as well along the way. Because there's been some, you know, bits and pieces, ups and downs with that, de-emphasizing MMA stuff as we continue to progress and really kind of, what we like to say sharpen our sword or sharpen our arrow and MMA is now I guess
0: one of the uh, one of the casualties one of the victims of our sword sharpening. yeah I would agree let's talk about that so we started last year and we were doing post-fight interviews for cage warriors sorry we started this year and we're doing post-fight interviews for cage warriors Um, we were doing our UFC live streams we were doing podcasts with MMA fighters Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were grafting to talk to more. We were almost trying to break into the media side of, of mm-hmm. MMA a little bit more. Um, and then as the year went on, we realized that if we really want to do TTRPG stuff, we just didn't have the time. Yeah, so we, uh, we, I think the first thing that went
1: was probably podcasts. podcasting. Yeah, it was podcasts. And then about halfway through the year, we had to make decisions about traveling four hours across England to do these post fight interviews which we love doing like I mean the, the, uh, the travel sucks but you know getting there and then actually talking feeling, to the fighters yeah, watching
0: the fights watching the fights, eating McDonald's
1: <laughs> twice twice on the way there and the way back always
0: looking forward to McDonald's <laughs> on those journeys
1: so that it was it was very very tough and we had mm. to circle back to that decision numerous times before we finally I feel like we've now cut the cord mm. but it's like um something that we I know, you know, you you have things that you really love doing and you just have to make decisions. Um, And that was another, you know, casualty to, I was trying to get this thing to work. Mm. And um, so it was that, it was the, it was the post-fight interviews. It was a podcast. And then we, we actually were mostly consistent with the pay-per-views um but we've missed a couple this year as well we've allowed
0: ourselves to we've allowed allowed ourselves to yeah yeah. Yeah, because we've had family stuff going on we've been not available one of us is both of us have been ill yeah um there's been one or two that we've done alone one or two that we've done with just ben you know one of us has done it with just ben yeah um and i think um we're going to continue doing pay-per-views i don't well here's the thing with pay-per-views
1: we do it we're going to watch
0: them
2: anyway
1: exactly and and i think the other thing is like well, that's a whole different audience than our TTRPG audience, but yeah. it is a distinct audience. It's not huge, but it's like, you know it's it is a bunch of people that yeah. like us and we like them, and we all hang out for like six or seven hours. And it is truly like one of the times, you know, if we're doing it every month, one of the times, literally of very few that I can just unplug. I don't think about anything to do with the business side of how the dude, I'm just no. enjoying the fights. We're just yeah. shooting the shit
0: yeah um i agree with that you know watching some good fights so it's it's time for you and me you and i it's one of our hobbies that we love together we love just hanging out and shooting the shit Mm. about we can do that all day every day we can talk about you and i could talk about mma fucking for hours we've been talking about it all morning morning. exactly (laughs) if if we allowed ourselves to you know we we could talk about it for hours and i think that we we love doing that and i think we love we watch pay-per-views anyway it just makes sense for us to just press the stream button Mm. and and you know, hang out with a bunch more of you that want to watch MMA and talk shit with us. If And, and I would say this, anyone who's watching this who doesn't watch MMA and, Oof. you know, maybe isn't so sure or anything like that, come hang out. You'd be surprised how much fun it is. You know, we just talk shit with everyone. Go find yourself a link to watch the fights on, you know, illegal websites or, or through legal means, whatever you want to do. Um, and then come hang out with us. Like It truly is just like you're hanging out with your buddies shooting the shit we're talking crap the whole time mm. you know usually we're, we're we're maybe drinking we're maybe smoking we're we're eating good food you know we're we're very much just hanging out like we like like you and i do when we are one-on-one together yeah. and we just we get that opportunity to just like you said unplug i think for both of us one of the things that we can't let go of it as well as in a weird way it's forced unplugging yeah. at this point because you know we would unplug if we watched the pay-per-views but i know if it wasn't on stream you'd be looking at your phone at discord yeah and like worrying about ttrpg stuff you'd be like oh i'm just going to do a bit of reddit while we're watching yeah. this you know kind of yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. i would be like oh i'm responding to nikki or you know yeah. like going and doing this and coming and being like oh what happened you know coming in and yeah. out kind of thing so i think it forces us to unplug which is something that That's i think the, we need you know it's the irony of like we started this business to hang out, you know, and stop, unplug
1: and, and unplug and the busier and busier we've gotten, we've had less and less time to do that on a day to day basis. Yeah. Like we very rarely just like shoot the shit, just shoot the shit, not have yeah. anything, no agendas to talk about, no work stuff, no nothing. Yeah. And that's just one that, you know, is, is built into the calendar. That's quite good because if we totally. didn't have it built into the calendar,
0: I think it, it, you know, it could potentially be like, dude, we haven't hung out for like months. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Totally. And there's definitely times where like because they're on Saturday nights as well, and you know I'm 25. A lot of my friendship group are like, "Hey, you know, it's Saturday. It's you know so and so's birthday. Come out, come have some drinks. You know, come, come do this. <laughs> come, come watch this. Come hang out. You know." And oftentimes, I will actually go out before the fight, and then be like, "Right, guys, at 10 o'clock, right. I need to leave so I can go set up." And, and I'll have and, to and deal, deal with that like, mess. <laughs> yeah, I'll do, yeah, and you deal with my drunk self often, um, but. I think, as well as that, like, I think if we didn't have it in the calendar, I would just say, Tom, I'm, I'm not coming. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with you tomorrow about the fights and I'm just going to stay out tonight, you know, because that FOMO, that fear of missing out with my friends yeah. probably would take over in, yeah. not all the time, but definitely in certain situations, it definitely would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're just down to pay-per-views at this point. Yeah. We, um, we, we, we will continue to do our pay-per-views. We love doing our UFC fight nights. We will continue to do those um uh I, it's going to be tom it's going to be hard for tom to do the first one next year when colby coming <laughs> to leon that. edwards this year um not that we want him to but i think that's the reason why tom's going to struggle for the first bit of next year to come and do pay-per-views All I can for say a little is, bit let's go leon let's go let's go <laughs> please god leon, go on, leon. Yeah. whenever this pod this podcast is definitely going to come out after oh, yeah. the fights but let's you know fingers crossed leon wins but, but um yeah. But yeah, so we're looking forward to uh, looking forward to continuing those because, like we said, I think we both need it. Mm. I think we like, yeah, we need it. I yeah. think we need our pay per views, and it's been fun having Ben come to a couple yeah, of them as well because
1: yeah. Ben is very like not not. I guess he's a, a novice as far as I like, think learning more and more as we go for sure. As I call it and then the community a casual. He's <laughs> yeah. a casual. But the community loves him because he just comes from, you know, such a different angle and he's got a good sense of humor and he's just talking his own version of shit as well. That's yeah. uh, and then between the three of
0: us as well, that's been fun as yeah. well. So when Ben can make it that adds just a you know, different dimension Another layer to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Super which cool. is great. Yeah. Shout out to Ben for coming and joining, coming and battling through UFC nines for us. Because they're not easy. That's the other thing. We've had Ben yeah. already has told me he's bringing, like, a, a, at least
1: one monster for tomorrow night. Because he's... <laughs> Bodie and I do it pretty, like, you know, chemical... I, I don't do much caffeine these days. And I, and whatever yeah. caffeine I do, I feel like I suffer.
0: Typically, we, do, we don't do any performance-enhancing drugs for the fight. We don't do anything to stay up. We yeah. typically are actually inhibiting ourselves by <laughs> like smoking a, or you know, having a drink, drink. or yeah. something. We typically inhibit ourselves, actually. But we've been doing it since I was 14, 15, yeah. you know. So we've we've been having practice at this what we mean by years. this is
1: it goes live at 11, 1130 at night yeah. and then goes through to the wee early hours of the morning and oftentimes throughout the year when the sun is coming up at six o'clock in the morning we're still calling like the main event.
0: at that. Yeah hour. exactly we're like right guys the main event's on and it is daytime outside <laughs> we've been up all night this is stupid. <laughs> um but but yeah we've got a good practice out of ben ben's got a little bit more sure. training to be done in it terms is. of battling through those those late 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 it's ones. like
1: uh it's like uh sas practice like being in the swamp you know what i mean like yeah. the first 10 times you do it it sucks and then after that you're just like okay fuck it. it's how I, i've been
0: that cold before yeah i've been I know, i've tired. got the straw if i need to go underwater i'll just breathe yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly <laughs> You get, to, you get to the three o'clock wall and you're like, okay, okay. I know this wall. But like, cool, I'm going to go splash some more on my face. I'm going to go get a cup of tea. I'm going to go get an extra glass of water. And I'm going to fucking do a little bit of this. I'm good to go. i go, good to go. Let's, let's go. let yeah. Last five fights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll continue doing pay-per-views into 2024 for sure. Um, and I think even if homie and the dude collapses at any point, I think... In a weird way, I would I would speculate we might still do pay per views. Actually, yeah. we might still stream pay per views just for shits and giggles because we love our we love the group of people that we watch with. Yeah, they I they actually have also, great insight as well. You know,
1: as much as we've tried to bring the two worlds together, I think they're about as apart as they've ever been now. And yeah. so, like if you know if we did continue on with the UFC stuff, that group would there's just not a lot of
0: crossover yeah. between the two i fully agree i fully agree as um, much as we try <laughs> as much to... as we try yeah. <laughs> but but i think that's also a benefit like we've got two audiences that are amazing and i would love for more of the ttrpg people to come and try the mma stuff the mma people are not going to come and try D no. stuff that's just not really in the realm of reality if we're being honest no. mma fans are very rarely now i'm not saying you know, it's a massive generalization to say they're not going to, but very rarely are mm-hmm. the MMA fans people who want to come and play D&D or come and check out what TTRPGs are.
2: Yeah, unless um, it's B. Dave
0: Walters. Unless, it, unless it's like people like B. Dave Walters, it's people you know, um, like Jess and Keith. Who um, else was there? We had someone else on a podcast recently that was really into Mildra. Uh, Mildra. Yeah, we had yeah. Mildra. You know, we've had a couple of other people, and I think you know, like the, there's crossover, but a lot of those people are TTRPG people who like MMA, yeah. they're not MMA people yeah. who like True. TTRPG, True. which I think is the point that yeah. you know I'm making. Of, I think B-Day is pretty like, up, on, on the the line, up. Yes. up the On the line, yeah that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, so it'd be nice to see some of the TTRPG people just roll the yeah. dice and come, come watch the beautiful art of punching each other in the face. Yeah, um, and that's just us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's just the shit we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, so we you know had this rough period through September, October, November um takes us to kind of now we finished version two of Sky Zephyr's writing it's currently an editorial um, it's going to be laid out very soon we're hoping to begin onboarding of the shipbuilder application very very soon as we're talking about this it might already be done mm. uh, when this podcast launches um we're hoping to get people in there so they can start building their own airships and their own vehicles very very quickly we're super super excited about that as a whole mm. and just being able to do that as 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 a whole um i think we're, we're looking forward to just sky's efforts being behind us a little bit yeah. to a certain degree obviously you know the shipbuilder is going to be one of our primary things that we will keep pushing forward but the sky's efforts the book and pdf and all of that a little bit behind that you know reminds me of go on
1: you know like if we haven't done it but like you see people like movie stars that are doing the interview circuit yeah. For a movie that's just coming out, mm. what you don't really think about is that movie was shot probably a year ago.
0: Yeah, and they're and still, they're still
1: having, they're, they're just like, look, dude, I don't want to talk about fucking Mission Impossible Four anymore. I'm just on to like, I'm on to my next project. I'm just on my next project. Yeah. I'm actually doing my next project, but like, there's yeah. so it's not like you hate Mission Mission Impossible Four. It's just mm. like your headspace and your passion now is moving to other yeah, things, cool. and that's kind of where we are with Sky Zephyrs. It's True. just like. We've done it, we put all of our heart and soul into it. Yeah. There's just these like, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, do. you know, yeah. mopping the floor and then um, yeah. you know, off it goes.
0: I agree. Um, you know, we, we're, we're chugging forward with The Wandering Tavern that is looking like it's gonna be written in early January and then edited and, and things like that in early January. Um, we've got some great art for that already. The yeah. art is already starting to come together for that. We're super excited about um, how, how all of that's going. Um, and it's been great to see Emily step into her own mm. um, as a writer and, you know, confidently do some things, you mm. know, and very confidently step into some of her own space, which I think has been great. Um, obviously, Ben is just a fucking powerhouse. He's, he's continuing to be the backbone mm. um, of Homie and the Do continuing to you know, tick boxes all across the board. Um, you know, we have some things that we want him to work on in the new year and grow into in the new year and, and roles that we want him to, to kind of grow into. But I think, you know, shout out to Ben for just being a soldier this entire year, mm. like just really like putting his head down and and just being incredible, like mm. like truly like Behind incredible. the camera, in front of the camera, you know, behind the website, in front of the website, social media social media like discord yeah like ben is ben is a vital part of the homie and the dude machine and massive massive shout out to ben and it's been great to see ben grow Mm. this year as a person as well he's his emotional intelligence his his openness with us his communication um it's been amazing to watch him grow Mm. as a person this year and to see him not only progress within the company and within ttrpg and within You know, his roles that he has within the company, but also just as a person. I think that's been one of my favorite things
1: of the year, actually. Oh, me too. And I think um, think we've done a good job of putting guardrails up for Ben so he hasn't canceled us.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Ben Ben's risky. Ben says some wild shit. Ben says some wild shit. Ben's humor is, Ben is unapologetically Ben at all times. And, and that there's a good reason why we only have him for UFC events, uh, you know, and, and then and that deal, may change as well. We, then, we might just have to pull the plug in at any given time.
1: It might be like, Ben, look, you know what? We're gonna take it from here. Why don't you just tap out and you go sit on that couch and we'll just like give you the thumbs up.
0: <laughs> but also, you know, shout out to Ben as well for his something. I wanted to give him credit for is his roles in front of the camera in our TTRPG space. The characters that he's played and the roles that he's taken on in terms of his acting in the TTRPG space has been awesome. Mm. It's been great to see Ben starting to flourish and find himself mm. within that space yeah. as well. Um, and and. Yeah, it's just been really, really nice. It's been a, it's been a rough year, man. It's been, it's I, I said this earlier this year. It's been the best and worst year of my life mm. so far. Mm. Um, you know, it's been the lowest of lows and the highest of highs, um, emotionally and physically, and homie and the dude wise and societally. You know, all these kind of stuff. It's been really, it's been a big up and down year for for everyone. Can I give another shout out? Yeah, go. On. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout uh, sh- we- to Tracy, who is behind the camera at the moment. She's watching her own thing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even listening. There we go. There now. Now right. she's tuned in. Shout to Tracy, who stepped up for Homie and the Dude massively. It's, go it's for just, it. No, my yeah. mom, your wife.
1: Yeah, uh, Tracy is. You know, we we oftentimes joke and say Tracy is the Homie and the Dude mom, and she is actually for Bodhi. But she also does mum things. Yeah you know, whether it's always bringing treats in and things like that, but she's then stepped it up even more and just kind of does whatever we need. And a lot of it is like the unsung hero stuff that like everyone else is pretty much done, but like has moved into other things. So Tracy does a lot of the grassroots marketing stuff. She does a lot of the, you know, just the, the things Engaging. that there's not a lot of glory behind it, but
2: we Engaging need Engaging
0: with our community and yeah. doing things like that. Tea's awesome. T Tea is... You know, Emily says her favorite days are when Tracy's in the office. Um, Because Emily doesn't have to deal with three boys. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I think, um, (laughs) you know, for me, it's been great having mum around because it's given me a chance. You know, you and I get so much time together because we work together. It's been great to have mum in the office and me and mum get to talk shit with each other and spend time with each other the other day. We ended up fobbing off most of our work for the entire day, and ended up just having a really open conversation with each other. Mm. And, and you guys do that often, don't you? And it <laughs> and, uh, and and having a really great day to talk, you know. So I think without Homie and the dude, I think some of those opportunities wouldn't be there for me and Mum at the moment. And I, I appreciate what T brings to the table more than anything, as well. This this stands above it all for me. Tracy's characters that she plays in our D and D and our TTRPG stuff are in my opinion some of the best characters mm. out there. Tracy's level of Tracy's level of investment in her characters, not the mechanics, never the mechanics, <laughs> <laughs> never never the mechanics of the game and the mechanics of her characters, but always the investment in who the character is and being true to that character in the moment and being honest with what that character would do and how they would react and how they would think. I think that is one of my favorite things about what Tracy brings to the homie and the dude team. And I, I feel so fortunate that we get to have Tracy at our table. I know there's times where mum often goes, I, oh, I'm not sure if I want to play this one. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this one. <laughs> she eventually always does. <laughs> but I think... That's um, because you force her to. <laughs> I admit, I, I, I hand and foot force her. Yeah, no, I, I think for me, that's one of my favorite things is watching, watching Tracy's growth and confidence grow outside of... TTRPG stuff because of the stuff she does in TTRPGs. Mm. I think seeing Tracy as a person grow because of the battles that she has emotionally as her characters Mm. has been fucking such a blessing on my behalf. I've loved every moment of watching T do that and and grow as a person, Um, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. This Mm. year for Tracy has been a big one. Mm. It's been a hard year for Tracy. It's been a hard year for her emotionally, for her mental state for your guys' relationship, Mm. for my relationship with mom and the the lack of time that we've had together. And I think seeing T grow personally and take some big steps forward, especially in the latter half of this year, has been a massive pleasure on my behalf. And I've loved every moment of watching you do that, T. Talking to Tracy behind the camera right now. Um, It's been massively important for me and massively just glad to have you in the office and glad to... Glad to have fucking food at lunch. Dear fucking God, (laughs) it's been great to be able to actually eat something at lunch because Tracy brings food for me. Fucking hell. I don't eat things very often at lunch and I do when tea brings me food. So dear God. And
1: I also think just for, uh, you know, I'm not sure how you got here, Trace, but it feels like the last few weeks and months, you're, you know, you're, you're finding your mojo in a way that um, maybe you hadn't had for a while. And it's, it's awesome to see. You're, you're slotting in again and, um,
0: yeah. Being more of herself yeah, again, which sure. I think T hasn't been for a couple years mm-hmm. prior to this year, which I think has been great. Yeah. Um, that kind of leads us to the end of 2023. Um, like I said, best and worst fucking year ever. We've I wrote my first book. We did our first Kickstarter. We continue to do the Sky Realm. We've made some incredible video series, made some really shitty video podcasts <laughs> with people. We've had some terrible podcasts. <laughs> um we've we've uh you know we've had a lot of laughs we've had a lot of arguments yeah we've uh we've less so less less than ever before less than ever before in our lives which i think is awesome yeah but also we had some just Blow up some some
1: explosions the first couple of years. Yeah, of Homie and the Dude, yeah. and and this one's been this one's been less. So. I mean, they're, yeah. they're still stuff. A- April
0: was rough this year. April was rough this year. April wasn't a-
1: great. A- April <laughs> wasn't great for you and me, but you
0: know we and and I think that's. A but test- we're in de- we're in December, and we haven't
1: like I can't remember like you know we've had a couple things that we've annoyed each other with, and we've you know not been at our best. You know, yeah. step into the table to work for that day and stuff like that. That happens, but like I feel like we're we're hitting our groove as well.
0: I agree. I I fully agree, which I think is, uh, and, and overall, I think, you know, going into next year, we, uh, let's quickly do, by the way, this is a perfect segue moment to talk about what we're about to talk about, which I think is great. This is a good moment to kind of round out this conversation about 2023. We've hit about an hour in this as well. Um, going forward in 2024, we are hoping to do the Wandering Tavern Kickstarter. We're hoping to uh, bring a couple more kickstarters throughout the year of some other content that we're super excited about that I won't divulge at the moment, but we're super excited about. There might be a sci-fi setting in there. There Who might knows? be there might be a Mad Max setting in there. There might be some other stuff. One never knows. Who knows? <laughs> um, and uh, as well as that, we are going to be launching a new video, uh, a new actual play series that was selected by our Discord by our amazing, uh, amazing audience. Um, we will be running a brand new series that will follow four separate d and characters, or four separate TTRPG characters in a brand new world that I'm gonna build and create. Um, and we'll be doing one-on-one um, sessions, one-on-one uh, sessions where we will then release all four episodes of each character's one-on-one session for that month. And you as the audience can watch either one person's story, two people's story, all four stories, mm. and get to see all these separate characters who are in the same world as they slowly make their way through almost like a and d party prologue to then finally meeting each other at the end of the series. It's kind of what we're leading towards. That's actually cool. Like, I didn't realize, is the end of the series where they
1: meet in the tavern? You don't like how every D&D se- session, well Well, would... it's, it's not in a tavern. The
0: ending's not gonna be but, in a tavern. But here, here's but what I would it say. it will like, be something like that. The irony yes.
1: would be kind of, like, I know, it, you, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to, but that's, you know, every every session or every campaign starts in a tavern. Yeah. This one ends with like, hey, so, what are
0: you doing here yeah exactly. (laughs) well i want to have throughout the series though we will have four separate characters and four separate plot lines running simultaneously in the same world with four different characters i'm going to have moments where you cross each other's paths Mm. little moments where you cross each other's paths and then move on from each other Mm. so we will have you know a couple of sessions which will be two players with Mm. me or three players with me Mm. and then back to one-on-one D&D at, at, at certain point. So that's kind of... And by the way, with that being said, I'm not sure whether it's, it's going to be D&D. I'm not sure mm. whether it's going to be D&D. We're debating whether we are going to do D&D mashed with a magic system that I've been working on, or whether we are going to go um, a, 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 a alteration of orbital blues which if you haven't heard of that, go check out the Orbital Blues system, mm. it's fucking amazing. It's, in my opinion, the best TTRPG system out there at the moment. Um, we'll be doing a version of that, again, with My Magic system, mm. added on to Orbital Blues, um, uh, and and doing a, a fantasy setting for that as opposed to a sci-fi setting for that. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the path for video stuff. Um, We are going to be doing Kickstarters. And on top of that, we're going to be doing a lot of workshops. We just ran our first uh, D&D workshop in our Discord for people. We'll be doing a lot more of these workshops throughout the next year. We're thinking of maybe doing one every month or every two months Mm. or so, basically. Um, And we just want to build, we want to do stuff for you guys. That's why we asked you what what you wanted the next video content to be. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely, after the Wandering Tavern, gonna put it to you guys what the next Kickstarter you mm-hmm. want us to do is. You know, and we're, we want it to be that we're creating stuff for our community, so we're we're really working for you guys now. Mm-hmm. We realized that we weren't doing that for the first two years of Homie and the Dude, and this third year has really taught us how we are gonna work for our community and how we wanna do mm-hmm. this more for you guys, and less what we think is good and more what you guys want, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so yeah, so the, the, the next year, 2024 of homie and the dude is for the community. It is. It's it's for the familia. I love that. That should be our, that should be our logo. Yeah. 2024 of homie and, uh, 2024 of homie and the dude, and hopefully going forward for the rest of time is going to be for the familia Mm. for you guys. You know, we, we want to create things that you guys want that you guys are going to be just as proud of as we are proud of. Mm and uh and something that you guys love just as much as we love creating for you guys so that's the plan for 2024 cool now we're going to move on to the next section of our podcast so this next part of our podcast um is going to be something a little bit different it's something that i know tom is going to struggle with a little bit more than me (laughs) um i know it's something that i've had a lot of practice at and you've had a little bit less practice at yeah um What we're going to be doing is trying to have an open, vulnerable conversation as two men in front of a camera. It's something that I think a lot of guys really, really struggle with. And it's something that is super important. Um, you know, uh, I think if more men had open conversations about what we're about to talk about, um, I think the world would be a much safer, a Mm. much happier, a much better place, kinder, Um, kinder. Yeah. And, uh, and so The way we're going to do this is, um, we are going to do two different things. So the first one is we are going to take it in turns. So we're going to take in turns to do this and we're going to first express the things about the other person that we really love, that we really appreciate, that we really value, um, and the things that, uh, about them that are, are, are really positive, um, for us uh, looking at them basically and appreciating them. And then the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna discuss one thing that we think the other person needs to work on in 2024. One thing that coming into the next year we need to improve on most or something that we need to work on going forward and something that we could do to improve as people. Mm. It's probably gonna get pretty real guys. Um, It's probably gonna get emotional. Mm. and, uh, and, and we'd love you guys to stick around and listen to this part because we feel like these kinds of conversations are super important to be had. If you are a guy out there listening, um, I recommend checking out, by the way, our inspiration for this is the man enough podcast, um, checking them out. I recommend as well, sitting down with a guy that you love or, or uh, another man that you love and expressing this stuff. You won't know how much value it brings to your life and to their lives until you've done it mm. but I think it's going to be super valuable mm. um right do you want to go first or do you want me to go first because I, <laughs> I do, do you want to follow me or do you oh, want to do you oh, want, want to start because I, I know that, Here's the thing do you want me to lead or do you want to fucking no I hear you uh,
1: get it over <laughs> and done with what, what's it's your, not that what no it's not what? that I think I think let me lead because I may also want to like mop up as well there might be some stuff that I want to like Add in at the end, okay. Which, which you know, okay. Hopefully, is is part of like is allowed. Cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, cool. Okay. Go for it. Get started. Okay. So, the things that I love about you are, I have just really enjoyed watching your journey, your your mm. development over the last probably probably over the last four or five years, it feels like it's really noticeable, your development from an adolescent into a man. And, and so as part of that, the qualities that you're bringing in are um, really admirable. I love how available you are to your emotions. That's something that, you know, as you mentioned, I, I'm not as um, willing to go there as you are. It's, it's just easier for you. Uh, whether you're talking to to Nikki, whether you're talking to my mom to mom, where you're talking to my mom, where you're talking to you know, your future in-laws, your friends, and you just had an example like 2 days ago where you had to just have a really um, real conversation with a couple of different friends of yours that are struggling right now and you're the person in many people's lives that is the the emotional like safe space for people to like um, to explore that area, which they need to sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think you're really good at it. I think you're uh, super super developed in emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you have been your entire life. You have been since you were a kid and then you know all the way through you were just way 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 ahead of the of the you know let's say the charts or whatever as far as understanding um levels of emotion let alone like this is not necessarily just man stuff but just like just being um able to navigate that area in a way that is really healthy and i am trying to learn how to do that and so i really look at that as one of the things that I love about you, Mm. um, I think recently I've loved seeing you become passionate about an area of your life. And, you know, you were, I think you were, there was an element of passion in several things you had done previous, you know, whether it was different sports or skateboarding for a while, or, you know, those types of things. Um, but seeing you really dive into the space that we're trying to grow this TTRPG space and just finding something that just connected with you on a, on a level that, you know, it's almost unspoken. Mm -hmm. It's like you, um, you could understand it in a way and it, it, it was right for you Mm -hmm. and watching you commit to all the things that need to happen with, You know, being consistent and trying to get better at whether it's DMing or understanding the rule set or understanding, wow, could we actually do a book and what would that look like? And being open to that whole process of, you know, a couple steps forward, a couple steps backward and and really um, experiencing that maybe fully for the first time and Mm -hmm. seeing you develop your foundation of, um Consistency, work ethic, passion, navigating those those days of oh, I just I don't feel like doing this today, but just like sitting down and being like, all right, let me just make let me make a hot drink, and uh, where am I, you know, mm-hmm. and, and getting through four or five hours of like, all right, that's that's uh, another day, you know, behind me, and we're now that much more for, forward. I just think, you know, that that really. Mm-hmm. Resonates for me because it's the one thing that is, like, uh, I guess maybe one of the things that I have in the past valued a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's another thing. I think I I really love that you're willing to do this with me.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: uh, I feel super, super grateful. That um you're 25, uh, soon to be 26, soon to be married. I have no business being this much involved in like your day-to-day life and your like uh, parts of your dreams and parts of your you know, of course, dads and sons have interests together and have common ground and have stuff that they uh, enjoy doing together, but this is just fucking silly) <laughs> 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 yeah. um i literally couldn't i couldn't be paid to do anything else in my life this is it like this is it was all i i i could ever want um as far as like a career mm. it's uh I think what most dads would really 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 want, mm. and I have it. And I've had it for years. And um, however long it lasts uh, is not as important maybe as how awesome it's been up till now. And it just keeps getting better. And, you know, there's ups and downs and there's all sorts. But it is, uh, we just have this thing that's very, very special to me. And you have allowed that to happen because you could easily have said, you could have easily just made a decision otherwise, um, which most 20 somethings will do, and I did in my life, and you've chosen not to, and you've done that with me. I feel like not only are you a great son to me, it feels like you're generally a great son. You're a great, you're balancing out being a great fiance, being a great grandson, being a great future son in law, being a great friend. Like, you, I know it's hard sometimes, and I know. Yeah. All that stuff is pulling you in many different ways but I can see how important that is to you I can really see that that is like fundamentally important mm. to you
0: yeah.
1: and um, I really appreciate that because mm. underneath it all that means you care deeply about the people around you and that's not just words but in actions you make yourself available to you know your grandmoms mm. who have probably no right to see you as much as they do or to have conversations with you as much as they do because most 25-year-olds do the basic minimum. Mm. And you don't. You look, you're aware of where you're needed most and you'll step into that void, whether whoever it is, you'll step into that void, including people on our team, people on the street, um, or people that are close to you. And I, I greatly admire that as well and... Um, I acknowledge that's not something that I can even relate to very well sometimes. Mm. I'm mostly self-absorbed as a person. And um, and I really appreciate it.
2: Mm.
0: I think I'm going to hit pause there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you for all that. I, I appreciate everything you said. You know, I feel like um, I've done a lot of work on myself. Like you said, the last four or five years have been really hard for me. Um, they've been hard because I've put, cause I've made them hard for myself. I've not allowed myself to coast. I've not allowed myself to just be who I am. You know, I've, I've forced myself to look at my, to, to self reflect, to grow and to, to try and be better for everyone around me. And, um, you're right, dude, like, uh, I'm never going to be great at anything. Realistically, I'm 25, you know, I've, I've greatness starts when you're a child, um, I will be, I will be very good at something, but I'll never be great. And I think the thing that I am great at though, that I have been doing since I was a child is doing what you said, which is valuing the people around me and valuing the the stuff around me. And I, I, I feel, I feel like I'm very proud of myself um, in a lot of areas that you mentioned um, I think a couple years ago, if we'd had this conversation and you'd said those things to me, I think I would have been a lot more dismissive of a lot of what you just said. I feel like I'm very lucky at this point in my life where I'm able to acknowledge some of that stuff and be open with myself and hear you and and in some ways agree with a lot of what you just said and, um, and be thankful that I've done the work to be that person um, that is available for everyone around me and and a lot of different things. And I think, um, yeah, I appreciate you saying all that stuff because it's stuff that I feel like I'm working on or I feel like I'm doing. And interestingly, you know, it's not often I have someone tell me that I'm good at that stuff. It's not often I have people kind of acknowledge that. I have, you know, friends thank me for the help. I have my, you know, Nikki thank me for being there for her and supporting her. I, You know, I have you and mom thank me for having, hard and honest conversations with you guys. But mm. it's very rare that someone tells me that I'm good at it and that they appreciate it and that it means something to them just as much as me doing it means something to me in a very strange way. Mm. Um, so no, I, I, I super appreciate everything you just said. Um, means a lot. and I. I I'm going to touch on the uh, the you and me doing stuff together a bit because I think that's something that I wanted to talk about and the bits that I appreciate about you. What's one thing that I need to work on for 2024? What's something that when you look at me at this point, you know, you just named a lot of nice things. What's something that I'm I'm needing to work on in 2024? What's something that from your perspective and mm. an outside third-person perspective, when you're not in, when I'm not in my head and mm. I can't work things out, what do I need to work on at the moment? Because, um, yeah. I'm always looking for the next thing at the moment. I am. Um, I'm coming at this in two different
1: ways. Mm. One, I'm trying to be as personal as possible to what I see
2: mm.
1: that, that I think mm. would benefit you. In yeah. And your, your, you know, your progression, my life progression. But also the second is what I have learned in my life that has been important that yeah. I, I think, by the way, I don't think either of these is like a dramatic, like, oh, you need to fucking fix this. But like. I think I'd offer both of these to you to consider. Um, so the first is, I'll 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 talk about the one that I've has been very important in my life. Go for it. Is and I learned it late, uh, but I learned it, which is to have some mechanism to get honest third party perspective on who I am mm. that calls me on my bullshit. Um, and, you know, I had to do it through meditation. And in that way, that was me stepping outside of myself and seeing myself in in in, a, in an honest way. There's many different ways to do that, whether it's having a really good friend that doesn't, you know, hold at back old, doesn't hurt. hold back or, you know, all the different ways of people having self-help things or whatever. But I think really, as you continue to grow older, for instance, um, if homie and the dude blows up and becomes hugely successful, I would venture a guess that we probably have to monitor, you know, being too cocky, too overconfident, yeah. maybe perhaps, even though we've come through what we've come through. But mm. these types of things where you just sway off the path a little bit, mm. you're not aware of it. Mm. You know, you just feel like, and then at some point down the road, you're just like, holy fuck, who have I been for mm. X amount of time? And I think that X amount of time, um, Ideally should be as small a, 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 a period of time as possible. Oh, yeah. so that's um, Figuring out how am I going to get that regularly is is something that I would I Would invite you to, to think about what's the mechanism to do that and just ha- have it in play for you mm. um, The second thing I think this is more well,
0: Why are we doing this podcast? Yeah, third-party feedback. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Should do it more frequently than once a year, but True. do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's but one I'm, of it's one of the good places for that. Did you just say we're gonna now do it every year? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Second thing is, uh, I'm not sure how surprising this or is or isn't to you, mm-hmm. um, but you know, so a lot of our community knows your your health history, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been. You know, you've had some real challenges, both physically and emotionally, right? Mm -hmm. And I think um, the thing that I think would be important for you to work on is improving whatever that means, both physically and emotionally through a regimen, something Mm -hmm. that is now something that you're like, okay, I... Didn't need to worry about that when I was 15. Didn't need to worry about that when I was 22, but I'm fucking 25. Mm. I need to take care of my health. I need to give my body the best chance it can to fight off whatever the fuck may or may not come. But Mm. I want to give my body the best chance to do that. I owe it to myself um, more than anything Mm. to, to give it a fighting chance. And also, you know, emotionally, I'm not sure what... To me, I think it's more around your body, physical, yeah, and you know behind like underneath it all, for both me and mom, I'll speak for Mom right now. Mm-hmm. we're always concerned about your physical health, man, it's just there all mm-hmm. the time um, it's you know we we are super grateful that it's been um, not an issue recently, um but it's always a concern, and i I think you fortifying your foundation so that it will fight off whatever fucking comes over the wall the best way possible to enjoy however much time we have Mm. is you know at 56 that's a big part of my life is to try to keep it together so Mm. that my my body and mind so that i can enjoy as much of this as i can with Mm. you and everyone else that i love Mm. to lengthen the show as much as possible
0: Yeah, Um, address your first point first. Um, I think, I feel fortunate because I I surround myself with good people. I choose good people. I feel fortunate that I get to have these conversations with you. And it's very rare that you don't give me an honest answer. Uh, Especially when I talk to mum. And we've been doing this since way before you sorted your shit. You know, um, me and mum have been having super honest, open conversations for a very long time in our lives. And um, I value those every time we do. And they always make me better every time I do. Um, I think Nikki could get better at it. I think I need better answers from her because she doesn't want to hurt me. But she does. She do, she's, she's honest with me a lot of the time. I think my closest friends often will cut through the bullshit and give me the truth, especially when I ask for it. Mm. I agree that there needs to be something that is not other people, me relying on someone else to give me the answer of what I'm struggling with or what I'm not doing well. I think you know meditation is a good example, but I don't think it works for me so good as it does for you. I think therapy is probably the the avenue that has and will work best for me again re- me relying on another person that's hilarious I just said I don't need to do I shouldn't do that <laughs> um but I mean it's kind of it, a hybrid though, it's isn't it? yeah it's different it's, it's different. a vehicle to yeah. get
1: you to process
0: things yeah, better totally and I think with the therapy stuff is at the moment, you know, and this kind of then relates to your second point is, you know, I battled a lot of my problems with you when I did therapy when I was younger. Um, I battled, battled a lot of my problems with my sexuality um, in therapy when I was younger. I battled a lot of problems with my um, mental health and things like that when I was younger. And I think at this point, I need some help with, my mental health surrounding my health, my physical health stuff. Um, I think I need some help with my addiction stuff. Um, I think I need some help with growing up and what what's ahead of me in terms of in terms of the next, the next couple, the next, like, let's take the next 20 years, you know, the next 20 years is going to be rough. Um, both of my grandparents will die. Um, I will get married in that time. And I'm not sure whether they'll be there for that. Um, you and Mum, if we're lucky, we'll still be here (laughs) at 77. I'm fucking fingers crossed, but who knows? Um, realistically, my f- Nikki's parents, Julian Boyd, who I love very much. I'm not sure whether they're going to be here. Um, I think accepting that I need to chase things that I still want to do, of like I still want to go travelling again for like a, lo- a long period of time. I want to go and do um, a period of traveling. Um, And knowing that I'm going to be away from you guys and my friends. um, I think I just need some help from someone to get me through the next couple of years. Because I don't think I've got it on my own. Um, and I'm really good at communicating that, but I'm not good at putting it into practice, which is why I'm not in therapy at the moment. I think I'm scared. Um, I think I'm worried. Um, I'm afraid for my own health. You know, I'm afraid for, you know, possibly whether I'm going to be here in the next 20 years which sounds crazy you know I'm for people listening you know I'm 25 but I have a lot of health problems um and I've not done done what Tom just said I need to work on which is you're so right it's uh the second point that you made is so unbelievably right it's so it's one of the things I struggle with most because I balance so much of my time supporting everyone else, and trying to cater to my mental health, and trying to chase a tra- chase a dream, trying to be be the best fiance, husband, partner to Nikki, I feasibly can be, being the best son to you guys, being the best son in law, being there for my friends who are struggling, like. And I think because of all of that, because I'm spreading myself really thin, I don't take care of my my health as much as I should. And I don't set aside time on a, on a daily or weekly basis to take care of that. I eat pretty healthy, but if I'm honest, I can sort that out a little bit as well. It's one too many fucking ooeyes all the time.
2: <laughs> and let's not talk
1: about next
0: week. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's not talk about the amount of shit food we're going to eat next week for sure. Um, and then Christmas as well. Um, but I, I need to work on that. I need to work on putting time aside to, you know, at one point in my life, I was an athlete, um, you know, and, and I think I'm living in my own shadow a little bit about that you know, at one point I could just run and never stop. I could, uh, I could climb anything. Um, my strength to weight ratio was off the charts. Um, I, I was healthier. I was a lot healthier. And I think because I'm trying to be so good in so many areas of my life, I'm letting myself down in that one area. And I hear you, I hear you. It's the thing and and you talk about me having improved with work ethic and things like that, but I would speculate, you know, it's I have in areas, but not across the board. Because I don't exercise regularly enough. I don't challenge myself physically enough anymore. You know, I, I skateboard for four to six hours once every couple of weeks and really push my cardio and really push myself during those moments, but I don't do much more than that. I think I'm embarrassed. I think, I think knowing how far I've fallen since COVID in my health, you know, my health's always been bad, but it's often been stuff I can't, I didn't have control of. The illness and things I've had recently are things I've had control of. And I think I'm embarrassed, really embarrassed, that at one point I was an athlete, and that now I'm not. I'm not even close. I'm. I, can barely run around College Green, which for people is a, is a little park around the corner from us that is probably about 900 meters a lap, um, maybe less. And I can do about three laps of that, and then I'm vomiting. I'm hitting my absolute cardiovascular max at the moment. Um, I'm embarrassed. I'm really ashamed that I've let it get this far. I appreciate you telling me that, because I think I've been dodging it with our wellness
2: me <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and hearing, uh, I, I think I've been dodging hearing you tell me that, and I know, I, I, I kind of knew that you were going to be the person to tell me that, because I think mum struggles with her health stuff, and I don't think T would ever want to say anything to me about that. I know Nikki is battling something similar, which is why she's, you know, running so much at the moment, and and she's in her own battle and can't often worry about where I am health-wise. I don't think my friends care. (laughs) I don't think my friends fucking care enough to to be worried about where I am health-wise. I think they tell me to, you know, don't smoke as much, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know.
1: Um, Which, by the way, like, in some ways, you're, you're making large steps forward, like, you know, smoking, whether it's cigarettes or anything else, has reduced greatly. Yeah. You know, you're not a big drinker. You're not, like, there's not, like, a yeah. lot of, like, you know,
2: poisoning currently, Like,
1: system. today. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, bad shit that's being introduced into the system regularly. Yeah.
0: Saying that with me holding a fucking vape in my hand as we're, <laughs> as we're talking, because I'm battling addiction hard at doing the moment. but you're you're kind of winning right now. Yeah, last night was not an easy one for me. Um but yeah, I hear you. I'm going to work on it. 2024 will be the year of resurgence for me. I'd love to be able to fucking run a mile. <laughs> Just one would be nice to start off with. I'd like to then, you know, push for more, but I'd like to um I'd like to be able to trek up Snowden like I did before COVID and be able to do that because my body is able to. And, you know, it's not just youth. Yeah, it's not just youth. Just be able to because I've I've given myself the opportunity to do that, you know. Um, So, yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Should not have done this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: knew I was going to get this talk with you, whether it was that wellness meeting or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um,
1: yeah. Um, no, I needed to hear that, and I need, I need. To be fair, I didn't like. I've been thinking about what to, what to, and I don't know how much you've been thinking about it, or you were just like, I've known that I was just gonna. I needed to talk to my dad about this, but to me, it was unclear up until like, still wasn't sure what it was gonna be, but I feel like you said what's the most important thing, to me that's the most important thing.
2: Okay.
0: I hear you guys, I'll work on it, 100%. I'm trying to get better, I've started making steps, I've cut down on my smoking of cannabis, I have don't smoke cigarettes anymore, I drink very few times, I'm trying to eat more regularly and more healthily throughout the day. Um, I will try and book something in on a probably starting off on a one one day a week basis and then, <laughs> and then build up from there because That's, you can't you can start at the top. No, you can't. And, uh,
1: you know, it, it does build. Like you, you have now, this is not like you being like, oh, well, does it? I'm not sure if it does. Like you have mm-hmm. practical experience on how this shit works and yeah. you know that if you do it and you're going to have setbacks, but if you mostly do it yeah. slowly but surely, you look yeah. back, a month, three months, six months, you're like, holy fuck, yeah. Like I have something that I did not have before.
0: Yeah, 100%. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Accept that. Are we done? No. <laughs> <laughs> My turn. Fuck's sake. Um, also, you can unpause your other shit at any point if you want to. Feel free to unpause at any point. Okay. Um, stuff that I appreciate about you, and this is going to be hard, um, I haven't thought about it at all actually I lied to you the other night when I said to you I knew what I was going to say during this podcast lied to you because I wanted to make you feel better about it yeah, made me feel worse good <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, no I, uh, I I wanted to just be honest with you in the moment and talk from the heart because I feel like If I'd planned something, I wouldn't have been, I would have missed things. I would have been too focused on trying to hit bullet points. Mm. So let's get started. So I appreciate how much you have grown as a person since you started meditating. I hated you for a long period of my life. I hated you. It wasn't, it wasn't a dislike for you. It wasn't a, I don't want to spend time with you. It wasn't like we had a rough relationship. It was, I hated you for such a long period of my life. And the pressure that you put on me made me quit things that I loved. And when you started meditating, the person you instantly became has been enough for me since the first time you walked in home after your first vipassana you stepped up to the plate at that moment as a father and as a husband you're still working on it because you've not had any, you've only had 6 7 years of practice which is not enough to be a pro or semi-professional or anything like that, but you have put in work every single day. Every single day you have strive to be better and strive to be a better father to me and a better husband to mom, which I value almost as much as you being a dad to me. So I'm proud of you. I'm I'm so proud of the work that you put in constantly to be better in yourself. I think there will never not never be enough words and I'll try my best for the things that you have taught me in my life that have led me to be able to be all the stuff that you said you're proud of. The pressure you put on me before I didn't hate you allowed me to be myself at some point. The, the the information, things like, and you just said it then, you just reiterated something that you've done my entire life that has made me more powerful than so many people I know in my life, which is that nothing comes fucking easy, Bodie. You're going to have to work for things and you're going to have to start with step one and you're going to have to just take one step in front of the other until you get to the thing that you want. And I think for years, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what it was going to do for me. I didn't understand what you were saying to me and I didn't get it. And then I, when I had cancer, it allowed me to appreciate so much of what you've taught me and... The only reason I am who I am today is because of you. Like, through and through. Like Tracy is my whimsy. Tracy is my fun. Tracy is my happiness and chasing joy in life. Tracy is my extrovert. And Tracy is my fucking wanting to be there for every single person around me at all times. The reason I have been able to succeed at all of that side of me is because of the work I've done personally. And that comes from everything that you gave me. My drive. My passion. My anger. My fire. My acceptance of who I am. My desire. My love. All of that comes from you. Every single piece of that throughout the last 25 years, I've been able to be the version of mum that I needed to be. is because you allowed me to see how you did it and see and, and teach me all these steps and teach me how to be a man and teach me how to be a man that respects women and a man that respects myself and a man that respects other men and a man that wants to be great at all moments. A man that is stoic and can handle the worst, but also not be afraid of the worst. To live in it, to to grow in it, and to to be better because of it. You taught me to not be afraid of failure, and that's one of the biggest ones. I'm so proud of that tool that I have in my toolbox. I've watched you fail a hundred (laughs) times. I've watched you fail a lot in our lives together. And I've watched you come through those failures and always be better and always succeed in ways that I think you don't acknowledge. And I've seen you teach me stuff that other people don't even have access to. Nikki talks about it all the time of how lucky she is that I've been able to help her learn a fraction of what you've taught me in my life and how much it's helped her. So not only are you helping me, but by helping me, you're helping everyone around me because I'm able to pass that on to them. And I'm able to help my friends because of the tools you gave me to help myself as a young man And to believe in myself, you taught me all of that. Every moment of that, you taught me. You sat down and said the words to me. You showed me through examples. You you didn't just give me the words, you did it through action. Especially in the last seven years, you did it through action. I appreciate every hard moment that we've gone through. Just as much as I appreciate every moment that we've laughed and had a good time. Without you, there's no homie in the dude. Both metaphorically and literally. I could never have done this on my own. We talked about this the other day. I... I didn't have the financial side to do it. You have given me what you know, the money to be able to do this. You've given me the, the, the space to live in, the home that I live in, so that I can chase my dream. You has given me you've given me the business acumen, the the understanding of how to work with people, the the understanding of how to not not how to engage with employees, <laughs> but you've given me the understanding of how to run a business. I said this in the car to you the other day. I don't think I would have worked it out, but I couldn't have done 90% of the business stuff that, I, that, that we do at Homie and the Dude without you. I am the creative drive. I am the creative director. I am the creativity. Excuse me. And you are the backbone that allows me to be creative? You're the you're the you're the pillar that I stand upon that allows me to shout my words to the world. And I think you've always been that for me. Whether it was karate when I was battling my own demons as a child because I was being bullied. Whether it was when I came out and battling my self-harm. Whether it was being a basketball player. Whether it was going to college and being an actor. Whether it was not going to university. And being and going traveling instead. You have always been the pillar underneath me. The foundation that I've had. To know that I can leap. Without you, there is no me metaphorically and literally. There is no boyfriend or husband or partner to Nikki that would have helped her grow. There's no me that would have been there for Ryan and and Jacob and all my other friends that I'm there for. There wouldn't have been a me that could help mum through the times that she's needed help through and been able to do that. Without you being a foundation, allowing me to step off and jump and leap and try things. So what I appreciate, dude, about you is that you are my biggest supporter. My biggest fucking influence and inspiration. And you are my best fucking friend in the whole world. In the whole world. Like... And I'm so lucky that we worked that out because for such a long time, we just weren't working that out. We just didn't know how to do it. So as a response to your, you're lucky that we've doing this together. No, I'm fucking lucky that I have a dad that doesn't care about their own shit. That isn't worried about chasing their own dream. That isn't worried about making enough money to support us. That isn't worried about all the other things that Dad seemed to be worried about. The football on Saturday. You're worried about making sure that I'm successful. That I'm happy. That I achieve what I can achieve and that I deserve to achieve. So I'm just thankful that you've always been there. Even when I hated you, you've always been there for me. And when you do eventually die, and when you aren't here, it's going to be the hardest day of my life. And I don't know what I'm going to do after that. But I know that you will have been preparing me for that my entire life. And that you've been working to get me to a point where I can tackle everything on my own. But I'm scared. And I just appreciate every moment that we've had together. Every day that you come here at Homie and the dude you sit with me means infinite to me. There's no words that I can describe how much it means. I I can't tell you how much of the time you and I get together, every conversation about MMA, every stupid meme that we send each other, every moment where we sit and talk, Cheryl, chicken wing together, sit in the car and drive somewhere and just have a chance to be one-on-one. It's the greatest blessing of every moment of my life. And I'm so thankful T as well. I hope you know that, you know, I'm saying a lot of this, Tom, I'd love to have this kind of conversation with you because A lot of what I feel is very similar to you, but different because it's very different stuff. And without you guys, I don't know who I am, really. I think you guys are such a big part of my life. And every moment that we all spend together as a family is my favorite moment. And every time we do it, it it beats the last one. This is why I'm so excited for Christmas this year. I fucking hate Christmas, fuck religion, fuck presents, fuck capitalism. But I'm so excited to just be with you guys for three fucking days. And almost be like we're living together again like I was when I was a kid. I said to Tom the other day, mum. In the car. When I think about my life and I look at what is my bliss. What is my moment of pure happiness. And it's us three. In Castel del Faro in Spain for everyone listening. Uh, It's a small little town in Spain and we lived in the hood We lived in the absolute fucking hood Our house was a piece of shit We had nothing. We didn't have a TV We didn't have anything but we had each other and my absolute bliss is On a Friday No, more a Saturday, realistically, because I had school. On a Saturday, when we would take a nap, all of us together, you guys either side of me, and our cat and dog in bed with us. (sighs) That's true happiness. And that's what I'll remember for the rest of my life. Nothing gets better than that. So, for me, dude, the things I appreciate is that without you, there is no me. And I've learned from every mistake you've made. I've learned from every conversation we've had. And I've grown because of all of that. I am the person that is sat across from you because of the work that you have put into me. It's not because of the work I've put into myself. It's because of the work that you have invested in me throughout my entire life. So that is the stuff that I appreciate about you. That is the stuff that I'm so thankful for that every moment and every day, I appreciate infinitely. Thanks. Of course. I think, um,
1: I haven't thought about this for a long time, but I think me and mom just made a decision. It wasn't even like a conversation. Um... That none of the other stuff really matters. just doesn't, you know, we got enough money to get by. Um, and more than a lot of people, but not as much as a lot of people, we got enough stuff to get by. I just don't care about the other stuff. It's always been, it just always, always has been. You? I was
2: three.
1: Yeah. And um, we made the right
0: choice. We made the right choice. Tracy's nodding behind camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Yeah, and I feel that. And I know so many of my friends, their parents did not make that choice. And I know that's why they struggle in those moments. And I know that's why I struggle less and i know that i appreciate that i know that very much yeah thank you of course dude of course and i I, like it's been a wild journey it's been it's been a wild journey to get to this moment we've had serious downs (laughs) and and also the greatest highs the greatest fucking highs along the way as well yeah and there's going to be so many more yes go on t t wants to say something yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'll relay it. I'll relay it to the to people. Yeah, Tracy said that if I wanted the truth, I could always come to them, and that I had to trust that and believe that through and through. If I was ready to ask the question, they would give me the answer, and that's it. That's that's just it. I think um, I've been very lucky. I'm very fortunate. A lot of my friends do not get what I've got from their parents. And I'm very fortunate to be able to have what I have. Okay. Now the fun bit. The real fun bit. This (laughs) this is the fun bit. This is not the fun bit. No. This is going to be... I'm going to do what I do with all my friends and all the people in my life. I'm going to be real brutally honest with you. Like you just said. When you ask the question, be ready to hear the answer. The one thing I think you need to improve on most at the moment, Tom, and going into 2024, is you have some demons that you have not addressed for your entire life. I'll do this in two parts. I'll do like you did. I'll do... The life stuff, and then I'll do personal. I'll do personal first, and then we'll do life stuff. Personal. You have not fought the demons of your brother's death. And you carry those with you every day. And I see you afraid to address those thoughts and feelings that you have. You carry very similar demons about your father and your relationship with your dad, which is why you've been such an amazing dad to me and why you didn't want to experience what you experienced with your dad. You carry demons about your failures throughout your life and things that you believe you could have been more successful at. And though you are the best person at moving forward. You are exceptional at moving forward. You don't address some of the things that you move forward from. And because of that, whether you know that or not, they have stayed with you your entire life. And they continue to haunt you to this day. They, they're doing it right now while I'm sat here in front of you. And they'll do it tomorrow. And they'll do it the next day. You need to go to therapy. And it's not a case of anything more than just you need to talk to someone about this stuff. It's a case of you need to let yourself feel about them because you don't. You need to go to a space where you feel safe enough to address those feelings. And I know for you, you've thought that's meditation for a long time. And I think Tracy and I thought it was going to be, but it's not. Meditation has allowed you to work on the stuff that you have needed to work on for others. You have not allowed yourself to work on the stuff you need to work on for yourself. And so, In 2024, the thing that I want you to work on, the one thing that you need to work on, is addressing your demons, acknowledging those demons, feeling those demons, fighting them, and then allowing yourself to move on. So as you come into the new year, I think therapy is a great way to do so. I think there's definitely other methods. Strong psychedelic trips, things like that are, are ones, you know. Um, there's, there's many other methods that can get you there. But I think you're 57. You're almost 60. You're in the last quarter, my guy. You're in the last quarter. This is it. You've put up a good first three quarters. God damn. Got a good couple of technical fouls <laughs> throughout the first three quarters. But you're not happy. Truly, when it comes down to it, you are content to let the rest of your days be the way they are. But you are not happy. You are not truly Tom. Tom. And I know your mother says it, all of your friends say it, that when your brother died, you stopped being Tom. And I think since then you've formulated a new version of Tom that you thought could be enough. And I don't think that you deserve to go through the last quarter being a level of content that you are. I think you deserve an amazing end to your life an an incredible end to an incredible life. But if you don't address those things, you will have an above average end to an incredible life. You will be content. You will be happy in your marriage. Well, content. You will be content with how you were as a father. You will be content with your achievements. But you will never truly be Tom and be happy. And I think now is the moment for you to just go, enough is enough. And forgive yourself for a lot of that shit. Because you've tried to move on. And here you are, being afraid to have a podcast with me and freaking (laughs) out about it. But that's because those demons are still on your shoulders. You weren't afraid today because you don't know how to express yourself to me. You weren't afraid because you had to reach emotional levels. We do this all the time with each other. You were afraid because you have to sit and be accountable on a camera to something that you probably knew I was going to tell you. And new has been in there for a very long time. I want you to know that when you're ready to take that step, I'm here for you. I will support you in every single way that I can. If that means you coming and talking to me, celebrating your macaroni drawings of you progressing with this stuff, and me putting them up on the fridge of emotionalness, (laughs) or... You need me to give you space to conquer it by yourself. Whatever version of support you need, I'm there for you. And I will support you through fighting those demons and forgiving yourself. And I would bet, the final thing I'll say about personal stuff is, I will bet that when you do start conquering those demons and they start leaving your life, I bet your relationship with mom will be a lot better. I bet your 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 need to not have people around you will shift and you want people around you. The introvert that I think you think you are might shift mm. and might become more of an extroverted introvert that I think you once were. But I think until you accept what I've said and then do what you've taught me for my entire life, just take the first step, call a therapist, book in your first session, you sit down in that chair for the first time, it's going to be the roughest fucking shit ever, dude. It's going to be the hardest lift of your life. I promise you it's going to be harder than meditation. It's going to be harder than everything you've gone through with tea. It's going to be harder than everything you and I have gone through. It's going to be harder than my cancer. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. But as long as you take it one step at a time, you'll be fine. You'll conquer it. You'll come out the other side. and The last quarter is going to be fucking glorious. Bet you didn't know I was going to do this. (laughs) I would turn to you as well, mom, and say there's some demons that I also know you're still battling. And I think, Tracy said 100%, I would put a very similar 2024 resolution to yourself as well. And you guys need to support each other more now than ever. Instead of telling each other what you need, you need to stand by each other and say, how can I help? I'm super proud of you, but that's the one thing I think in 2024 you need to work on personally. In terms of life stuff, in terms of life shit, you need to take more time off. You need to give yourself the ability to fucking enjoy some of your life. You work exceedingly hard, and I think part of the first point of you battling these demons is you fill your time so you don't have to fight the demons. I think... And I think it will happen pretty soon after you start fighting the demons. The moment they start lifting off your shoulders, I think you'll be okay with being in the silence a little bit more. Mm. And being in those moments of not chasing something, not doing something, not pushing for something, not needing to be moving. You know, I know with meditation you sit and you stop and you're with the silence, but you're still meditating. You're doing something. Mm. You're not just being. And I think you need to take some time off to just enjoy life, to just do Tom stuff, have friends. You don't have friends, have friends, (laughs) chase hobbies, have fun with your hobbies, sit in just a, in the shower, put some music on and fucking just fucking vibe. Like, fuck dude. I think the moment you tackle the first one, It'll be so much easier for you to take time off and to do that because you won't be afraid of the silence. But that's my like life stuff mm. is for this last quarter. Stop chasing things. Have a bit of fun. Fucking yeah. hell, you know. Get out there and shake your ass on a dance floor with tea. Go run up a hill. Go do the Rocky. Be at the top. Be proud of yourself for some shit. Go sit in the sun and just look at the sun. Enjoy the fucking vitamin D. Feel the melatonin. Fucking feel that fucking gorgeous fucking feeling. Get on a fucking ski slope. Snowboard. Go be in that fucking gorgeous powder. Just do some stuff for you. Because you're doing stuff for us all the time. Especially since you started meditating. You need to do some stuff for yourself. And that means taking some time off. That means taking some time for yourself. I agree. And taking some time to that. Any thoughts about both the first and second thing that I've said? Yeah, I think
1: so. I, I, I think I'm um, closer, and I think I'm actually making progress to taking time for myself. So, if you even look at my work days from last year to this year, I think I have done a lot better at, you know, I agree. ending at a reasonable time, not working. It's not it's not perfect, it's not perfect, but it's better. I agree. Um, Mom and I have put I think I have probably put maybe more uh, hope and expectation on the caravan that we bought because it's almost like a forced um, timeout that we would just you know we'd leave on a Thursday, come back on a Monday, and there's just mm. Nothing else to do, and I think I I probably need that more than mom does. Just like this unplugging. So it's late to have gotten here, but hopefully it'll get here in the next couple of months, and we'll we'll start that. <laughs> um, so I think I'm I'm heading in that direction with easing back. I'm also feeling more comfortable with Hat D having some sort of model that I think could be sustainable, let's see how it does after this Kickstarter, which uh, which provides me more confidence of like, I don't need to continually be putting like the fucking paddles on its chest and being like, you know, let's fucking, come on. Come on, breathe, Hattie, yeah. breathe, Hattie. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> yeah, I feel that, yeah. Um, and the more evidence there is of that, the more confidence I have of like, you know, my, 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 my long, and I've shared it with you. Mm. My long uh, game with Hat D is to have less and less of a day-to-day impact and more of a you know, strategic impact and more just like higher-level stuff.
0: Come and be the talent. Show up for a fucking show up for a <laughs> UFC stream, show up for a and d show and Basically, fuck yeah. off.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, like having um, an infrastructure in place that will do some of the mm. things that we've built and it can mm. just kind of start running. And it feels like there's a little bit of that happening mm. right now. A lot more to go, but let's see how, how the year goes, which again, like supports me stepping away, feeling better to step away. So I think that's heading in the right direction. Being curious about hobbies, really being curious about us, you know, having our long weekends away. We'll just talk about it constantly. Um, so I am, you know, I'm, when I say those things and when I'm talking about those things, I really, really am looking forward to mm-hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm heading in the right direction with that with the other stuff I don't know I just don't like in my mind I, I probably from what you're saying have a huge blind spot because in my mind I have made peace with my brother's death in a way that's different than Tracy has made peace with my dad's death in a way that's different than other people do when their dads die, and I might be wrong. I'm, you know, I might be wrong. Um, I feel like, you know, if I'm wrong, then it's some sort of huge coping mechanism that's masking other stuff that I'm not even aware of and that I'm not even being, I can't access right now. It's like there's a huge barrier there for me. Like, I, because yeah. um, I don't, you know, if someone asks me, "Do I not think about my brother? or Do I not think about my dad because um, I want I want it out of my life, or I just don't want to deal with feelings?" My answer would be, "I feel like I've I felt enough. Like I felt so much. I felt too much. I felt everything for years for my brother. For years and years and years, like uh, all of it, and." Um, I feel like he would be bummed at me if I was still in that space. I think he'd be proud of me in um, getting to a place where I'm just okay with it. I'm just, you know, it sucked so much. You know, it it was all of the suck, everything. Mom knows how it felt with Clifford as well. It was just like, you know, life will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. But at some point you wake up one day and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. Um, it's just a one-way road to uh, being at its mercy and not being able to move on with life. And I felt like I did that. Um, and that I'm okay with it. Like I said, when I say I'm okay with it, it's not like I'm okay that he died. It's the worst. But I'm in a place where I felt like I had made peace with it. And I honor him by moving on. Um, but I might be wrong. With my dad, it's a whole different thing.
0: You know, my dad is And with your mom. And with my mom. Um, I think that one's eating you at the moment. But can can I give you some insight that I think is an interesting one? I think what you tried to do and what you just said is evidence of what I'm talking about. You said, you know, I think he would be disappointed if he knew that you were still struggling. I'm going to tell you right now neither Nikki nor Clifford would be disappointed in either of you if you were still struggling. If anything, they would appreciate how much you guys are feeling about it. That's not how that works. I think the other thing, dude, is I agree with you. There has to be a point where you have to get on with life. You have to continue on with grief. You have to move forward. But where Mum is different to you, is Mum sits on a sofa in in a lounge every day with Clifford across from her, and he's always there. He's always there. That's how Mum is with it. He's always there for Tracy. And he's there in the kitchen when she's cooking. He's there in the gym when she's at the gym. He's there in the car when she's driving me to cancer appointments. He's there when she's sat talking to Nana. And the way Tracy has battled that for years is feeling those emotions and acknowledging those emotions and knowing that they will never go away and that he's there. I'd say there's things that Tracy could do in terms of moving forward that would possibly help T but I think that's actually very healthy I think acknowledging the fact that that's there all the time is not a bad thing I think the analogy with you is <laughs> you've got the red-headed stepchild locked in your basement and with you with you with Nikki you you locked him away so that you can move forward. So every day he's not with you in everything you do. But what is with you is the knowledge that there's a key in your pocket that's on a bunch of keys. That when you open when when every time you take your keys out to get in the car, open the door to your house, whatever see that tiny little gold key on there that leads to the basement and you know, what's down in that basement and you know, it's not been addressed for a very, very, very long time. And I think you in your mind, see it as strength moving forward, but really I think the damage that it has done to you is the absence of vulnerability, the absence of, weakness, whatever you want to call it, has made you numb. And that's the difference. Is It's not that you are strong because of it. It's not that you're weak because of it. It's not that mom is weak because of the way she deals with it. It's that you currently are numb. And that's what I talked about. You're content. You're not happy. You're numb. You don't feel those depths anymore because you don't allow yourself to. You've, you've locked it away and gone, cool, the box is there or the basement's there, but I'm, I'm past that. I don't, have to, I don't have to go into the basement anymore. Mm. And I think you, what you haven't realized for a long time is that having that key and being numb to it and getting to a place where you're numb to it, which is a wild thing anyway of locking something away so hard that you do become numb to it. And maybe you don't think about Nikki as much. Maybe you don't think about your dad as much. And and you don't have to think about them every day. It's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making though, is you haven't gone in that basement for years, for decades. You haven't gone to the basement and felt what you truly feel about the whole situation in years and years and years. Like I know when you talk about it, it hurts, but even still, you would rather cut the conversation short and move on to something else. Relock the door. You, you stand at the door. You put the key in the lock. Sometimes even, you fucking turn it and you go to reach for the handle, but it's still, it's, it's, you, you, you're not ready to open, well, you haven't been ready mm. to open the door. And I think the point that I'm making is there's some stuff that you need to go in. You need to go talk to Nikki in the basement. You need to go, Talk to your dad about the abuse you suffered as a child, both physical and mental. The lack of relationship you had as an adult, the, the, the lack of relationship that you have with your mom, even though she's still alive. The, you know, all, all this stuff I think is something that again, I think requires you to feel like you're in a safe enough space to do so. And I don't think you can tackle it by yourself because it's been locked away for so long. Mm. I think you need someone to come and hold your hand as you walk down the stairs to the basement. And I think for the first 30 or 40 times that you go down there, you need someone to hold your hand and be in the room with you. Mm. I don't think you're going to be able to do it by yourself. I don't think I'm going to be the person that's going to be able to help you get down there. I don't think mom's going to be the person that's going to be able to help you get down there. I think you need some space where you feel safe enough to do so. And then after the first 30 times, you'll start going down by yourself. And then after the next 30 times, you'll leave the key in the door and you'll go down by yourself. Then after the next fucking hundred, 200 times, you'll just leave the door open and Nikki will be able to come out and just be there's no weakness in feeling those emotions, it actually makes you stronger. T and one of the things I value about T and I haven't, you know, you and I have been having this conversation today, her strength is in how Tracy feels emotions. How true to Tracy's emotions she is. It's one of the things, that's one of the tools that Tracy gave me that I'm most proud of, is that when I'm sad, I let my feel, I let myself feel the full breadth and width of that sadness. I live in that sadness, I endure every moment, I smell it, I breathe it, I taste it, I fucking I let it seep into my skin and I go, I go to the depths of it. I search every corner, I turn on every light in that sadness. In the same way that when I have the best moment in my life, when I get engaged, I beam, I'm so excited, I live in that moment, so full, I'm so present, I'm so there. I get to enjoy every fucking spectrum of that moment and that's because that's what mum does. She taught me how to do that. I don't think you've done that for a very long time. Mm. I think you allow yourself to feel the highs to a certain degree. I think you also cap some of your highs. But I think you let yourself to a certain degree feel the very highs as well. And I think you're really afraid of the lows. I think you're really scared of what's in the basement. And I think you're also really scared that you haven't gone down there in 57 years and maybe the shame or embarrassment you maybe feel of not having allowed yourself to feel that for a very, very long time. But dude, I want you to know that there's so much power in that. There's no, like, no one would be disappointed with you because you still struggle with something like that. No, not Nikki, not me, not Mum, not the yeah, yeah, not fucking anyone. No one would be disappointed in Tom for being you, being honest, being aware. So that's why I said I think it's the thing that you need to work on. And I think you're right. For years, you've told yourself that you've moved on, but I don't think you've ever actually moved on. Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, you just put it somewhere that you don't have to look at it, that you don't have to see it, that you don't have to think about it, that you don't have to endure it day in and day out that's what life is mm. do i think i'm like like a good example is my cancer i'm never not gonna live in fear never not gonna live in fear now i i always said to myself never me not me never now every day i wake up and i feel something wrong in my body it's the first thing i think about Every day that I wake up, I'm thankful that it's another day that I've woken up because of what I went through. If I just locked that away and moved on, that wouldn't be real. That wouldn't be honest. That wouldn't be true. I need to feel that every day because it's who I am. It's the truth of my script. It's the truth of my journey. And that allows me to, day in and day out, be myself. I think that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I'll have to, um, I will, uh, I'll commit to going to therapy and seeing what, what's there. That's, that's, because like I said, I'm so far removed from it that I, I can't, um, I don't notice it anymore. It, it is, you know, like I said, it could be a huge blind spot.
0: I think that's reasonable. It's and huge. I appreciate you wanting to work on that. Yep. Like I said, I know we'll support you. I'll support you. It sounds like you
1: have to have a whole, like, um, Almost like a family
0: so package. We'll uh, take, take up a whole practice.
2: see, one see, one
0: see one <laughs> Tracy's saying we should all go see a, a, an entire practice of therapists. And we all, <laughs> we we just, we, we are the only clients. <laughs> yeah. um, but I want you to know, dude, like, I'm also like super proud of you for how you have locked that away for so many years because, not proud, I'm astonished. Mm. I'm perplexed. I'm blown away at your strength that you've not tackled that for so long and that you've continued living. That's wild. Mm. That's wild. Take some real balls to do that. Take some real strength to do that. But also I'd say it's also where you're at your weakest mm. by not tackling that stuff. But yeah. Anything else that you wanna mention before we kinda it's round up? It's been a good out? one, hasn't it? It's been a good <laughs> podcast. For anyone who's watching this, I hope you've enjoyed. Um sorry, anything else that you want to say? Sorry, I started no like think, fucking talking to nobody. I think um
1: there's lots of good stuff that both of us share okay. with each other that I actually wasn't ready for that, when you said you probably knew that I was going to tell you this. No, I wasn't. Sometimes the thing that uh, you need to address most is, and it's right in front of you, you don't see. Oh. So that's clearly the case with that, because I, um, like I said, I, I think there's probably a big old blockage. If, mm-hmm. if you're seeing something, if you all are seeing something, and mm. I feel like there's nothing there, then,
0: then I've got a blind spot.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, it's understandable. I think the health thing. I I didn't. I actually didn't think that's what you were gonna say today. What would you think? I don't know. I don't know what you, I. I don't. I I didn't know what you were gonna tell me. But I did. What I, I could have been? I don't know. I just definitely didn't think it was gonna be that. But then obviously when you started, I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes a lot of sense. Um thanks for sitting down and having this with me. I know it was something you were afraid of and something you were worried about. Um, yeah, there's something inside of me. I don't know what it was like
1: I'm not sure if it was um wanting to be emotional like too emotional like yeah, I think there's probably a a fear of like just being too too for sure. Mo- yeah, maybe, but like we've had we've had really emotional moments on in front of the camera Mm. or with guests or Mm. off of the camera Mm. many times. So
2: Mm.
1: I think part of it is for me is um, uh, I guess wanting to share something that's going to be of value to you. Like wanting to be um, to find the truth, Mm. to find the truth. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's what I was concerned about. So I feel like
0: feel like we got there. Yeah, I agree. I fully agree, and I like. I just appreciate this opportunity to. Also, I think more than even tell you what was, because, you know, I, I the demons thing has been something I've wanted to say to you for a long time. But I think I've been waiting longer to tell you how much I appreciate you, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think we tell each other we love each other all the time, and you know we're like, ah, oh, you're great. <laughs> kind of thing, but I don't think we've talked about the depth of our appreciation for each other. Yeah. Um, for maybe a very long time, maybe ever.
2: I'd speculate.
0: Yeah. I've, yeah. And um I'm just really glad I got to get that out and tell you about all my appreciation for you and how much you mean to me. Um Yeah dude. Fucking twenty twenty four, let's take it into new heights, new lows, better versions of ourselves. I love you man. Love you too. Oh, I love you so much.
2: You're the best. Thanks for being incredible always. I'm so
0: proud of you. Mm. Love you. I love you too. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Fucking jabroni. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. So, two guys sharing emotions, being open with each other. I hope you enjoyed listening to not just two guys, but father and son as well. Yeah, which is uh, just a whole other twist to it. It's never too late to tell someone you love them and be thankful that you have someone that you love as much as you probably do in your lives. So um, in 2024, tell someone you love them. Tell them why you appreciate them. Give them one piece of something that they need to work on. Um, thank you for supporting Homie and the Dude. We appreciate every person that has engaged with what we do, whether it's our Kickstarters, whether it's an Instagram post, a, a tweet, a, uh, an actual play video, uh, a short that we've released, um, a Discord message or whatever. We just appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for being a part of this, this journey with us. Um, thanks for being part of the Familia. And uh, 2024 is going to be the year of the Familia. Yeah. 2024 is going to be for it. you guys and, uh, and for us.
2: Love you yeah. too. I love you too,
0: man. Right. We'll
2: thanks catch you guys
0: man.
2: next year.